Welcome to another edition of the Indie Wrestling Guide, your guide to the best and worst in independent wrestling. I'm Jay Hawk. I'm joined as always by Jay Gold. Hey, Marky. Hi. And Charlie Butter. Where the fuck are my pants? I'm glad. I, I'm That's glad that you're. <laughs> I, I mean, I assume they're in your hamper, in your hamper or your trucker, but I don't know what's going to start off like that kind of party. Let's find the man some pants. <laughs> no, man. You got you to do the no pants dance right now. Pants are overrated. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. None of you want to see me without pants. I'm just throwing that out there. No, that's why it's not a video element to this show, because we, we do not require you to be without pants or with pants for that matter. Yeah. Wait, yeah six well. months, I'll be topless for every show. It'll be amazing. Love that's it. supposed to be my thing. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, but um, I can go to save it for the Patreon though. You're just gonna throw your account on Twitter. Oh, 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 oh. I'm figuring. I'm figuring no, it's gonna be gonna, a summer she's thing. She's gonna put hers on the OnlyFans. That'll be part of the OnlyFans package. Uh, is on on Mondays. She does, you know, a topless two hour <laughs> podcast. I have you guide Mondays on OnlyFans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just have a separate a separate screen set up for that. You know, this is right. ambitious. Yep, it's an ambitious schedule we're gonna put together. Hey, we, we, we support uh, all of our friends doing, you know, making their dreams come true. So anything we can do to help out any, any idea, right? It's good as the, as the voice of independent wrestling, you know, we, we pride ourselves on, on making everybody uh, 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 happy and, and delivering on, on all the products we can for you and your wrestling needs. So should we need a topless Tuesday or something like that? We go ahead and do it. Mark, any truth to the rumor that you're going to start joining the police force? Fuck no. <laughs> that joke's going to be outdated by the time this drops, but whatever. Anyway, how can everybody wake? Wow. I just I just realized what you're going for there, Jayhawk. That's messed up, man. How can everybody wake? Why are you going to slut shame her? Leave her alone. I, I'm, I'm not slut shaming anybody. I'm I'm taking that... dic- a point. I'm working on that police force. If you want to know the Listen, truth, Jesus Christ. The show airs on Wednesday. If, if that anything, joke you is should already shame old, her for being a cop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did I know? How did I know that was coming? Okay. <laughs> no, I, did everybody see the? Did everybody watch the menu yet, or are you still waiting on it? I have watched it. I hated every character in that, in that movie. Yeah, you're supposed to for crying out loud. Well, everybody's like, oh, everybody except that girl. I'm like, no, fuck that girl. She should have fucking died too. I don't like her no, either. There are she no redeeming qualities to anyone. Yeah, that's why that should. That's why that movie is awesome. Everybody's a giant piece of shit. It's yeah. great. I uh, I just saw. I watched the Last of Us too. I, I caught the uh, caught the first episode today. The the one and a half hour mini movie that is the first episode of the last of us. So I didn't that know was how, awesome. I didn't know how long it was and yeah. uh, it did not pass my test of, will I fall asleep watching this? Uh, <laughs> I did fall asleep about oh, 45, no. 45 minutes in. So I gotta go. I'm going to go back and finish it, but uh, it did not uh, keep me interested long enough to, uh, uh, you know, not fall asleep, but also, I do not like the girl that, that that's like the main character in it. I, her forehead's too big. Something's wrong with her face. I do not like it. It's very off-putting. I, I was going to actually ask Marcy because I'm sure she has done played through both of those games and I have not. I I've have, heard it is very accurate. Is it? I, I have minimal interest in it. I'm not going to lie. Wow. Okay. I think those games are extremely overrated and that's going to be my hot, probably my hot take of the podcast. I, I've played like the first hour or so of the game and a good chunk of it felt familiar when I was watching it. Um, yeah. But that was really it. Um, oh. 
everything else, like I think you're going to see is like, they've obviously changed a bunch of stuff. Like it's not spores. It's like, you know, obviously comes out of their mouths and stuff and they change little things. So, but uh, overall, I really enjoyed what I saw of it. Like I, after we're done tonight, I'm probably going to finish it up and, and rewatch and finish uh, the episode. Cause uh, I do want to you know, give it a fair shot. So. It, it, it was engaging, but I, I, my problem with HBO max doing stuff like that is if you're going to give me, 38 minutes of doom patrol and an hour and 20 minutes of the last of us. I wish that there would be some consistency in their programming. You knew on a Sunday night when you put on Oz, you were getting an hour and then you were getting an hour of the Sopranos. You weren't getting 38 minutes of one and an hour and 40 minutes of another or reverse or whatever else. I don't understand their run times. They throw me all off the peacemaker. You can get an episode. That's an hour. You can get an episode. That's 25 minutes. Let's go. Let's make the run times all even. Yeah. You do realize that with the first episode, they do sometimes tend to run those longer. Almost like the first two episodes are combined into one, right? Well, that's it. But that's a tease. I do know that. But then you could get a, you get if you come off of 120 and then the next one is 41 minutes. That's to me. That just seems like silly to me. But like like even the original Quantum Leap, the first quote unquote episode was a two hour TV movie that served as the pilot for it. Like there was no guarantee it was gonna, anything going to happen beyond that two hours. We're really yeah, getting ourselves now. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's, all right. Well, you know what? Uh, we'll, we'll continue this uh, when we don't have a guest waiting on us. So let's get to <laughs> let's get to what's on this week or what's coming up this weekend, uh, real quick, and then we can uh, get Hendrix Hawkins on. Yes. What's on, what's on this weekend? weekend? Quite a bit upcoming between IWTV and Fight TV. Uh, Wrestling Open, as always, on Thursday on IWTV, 8 o'clock. Uh, we've got Action. We've got Limitless. we got Prestige coming up this weekend. Uh, lots of stuff there. Uh, Limitless has Ricky Morin against Channing Thomas. You know, the announced main event. Uh, Prestige has Miyu Yamashita against Athena as the main event of that show. Uh, like a, yeah. And really unique, unique and interesting matches on the IWTV side of things. Yeah, absolutely. Over on the Fight TV side of things, Game Changer Wrestling has three different shows on this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, Friday uh, has Jordan Oliver against Kobe Carino, Ricky Morin against Tony Deppin, among others. The Saturday show yeah, had Tony Deppin against Adam Priest. That should be fun. And then the Sunday show is actually GCW against New South, Bookie against the Carney, and other matches kind for that one as well. And of course, for our main base here in Northeast Ohio, don't forget AIW presents Wasted Youth from Ken, Ohio. That's coming up at seven thirty on Fight on Fight Plus this weekend, this Saturday. Bitcoin Boy from Talking Season. Me too. I'll be I'll be doing a watch along. If anybody wants to join uh, on Twitter, I'll be definitely catching one. I'll be definitely watching watching along with all our pals, um, especially with our guests tonight. I will be watching Sunday because I had a prior booking before they announced the date, and I'm a little bit upset about that. About that, to be honest with you. But I mean, you're a Hall of Famer. You're in demand. You got to you got to go where they ask you to go. I mean, you know, this show that you missed is going to be the one where they need an extra referee, right? For sure. <laughs> oh, that's, that, that's usually how it ends up working. Yeah, something but, might happen nefariously to Porter O'Shea, and they might need you to jump in. You never you never know. You might eat some bad seafood. Yeah, because that's what's on IWTV and Fight Plus this week. All right. Uh, well, let's get Hendrix in here. Fresh meat. Fresh meat.
Oh, hey, there he is. We're here. We're live. Oh, there right. he is. Where are, you, where are you talking to us are from? Are you at a GameStop? Yes, I work here. Nice. I used to work at a GameStop. Uh, we literally just shut the doors. So I'm like, cool. Shut the doors. Lock it down. Hop on here. Have some fun. All right. All right. Welcome. <laughs> this will be the first time I've ever interviewed somebody that was at a GameStop. So that's awesome. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. We're going to need to uh, to dive into the uh, supply closet sometime during this show, I assume. <laughs> Josh, I'm gonna let you lead because you, yeah. uh, you, you. Because I talk too much. No, I think you just <laughs> you ask a lot of questions, and we can kind of clean, uh, do uh, clean up, and, and you know, bat behind you and kind of go off of what you say. Because sure. I mean, you're you're HR, so yeah, yeah, you know, it's what I do for a living. Um, so Hendrix, it's good to talk to you. I'm I'm glad to see you. Um, we, you know, I guess what we'd like to do is kind of get started on, on, you know, we're going to go over as Jayhawk did last week with Sam, um, your let, let's go over the background. Let's get the background out of the way. Let's talk about what brought you to, to where you are today. Give us an idea of what you were doing prior to wrestling and, and a little background on yourself. Okay. So quick background on me, 25, turning 26 this year before wrestling, I actually was into radio and broadcasting. I went to Ohio Media School, so I have a background of that. I know how to edit pictures, edit videos, all this good jazz. Um, I actually know how to run a radio board thingy. I can't think of what it's called right now. Yeah. So that was what I was doing prior. My thought process was it got to the point where I was like, okay, the job I was working prior to that, I just didn't like it anymore. So I'm like, okay, look, I'm not having fun at work. Um, I'm not having fun where I'm at in life. So I sat down and I like wrote out all the stuff that I'm genuinely passionate about. And then I was like, okay, look. Um, football is over for me because that was the initial dream and goal for me. I'm like, football is over for me for whatever reason or another. We need to figure out what's your next passion, what's your next dream, what's your next goal. So I wrote down everything, and it was basically like I just like to talk, I like to have fun, um, make people laugh, all this other extra jazz. So I'm like, okay, well, let's try to get radio a shot. So I started looking into how to get into it, and people keep calling me, leave me alone. Um, I had to look into how to get into it, and – Long story short, I'm like, okay, cool. Looks like the easiest avenue to get into that would be me going to Ohio Media School, um, going through their courses. Then they can put me in contact with the correct people that I can, be, uh, you know, get get in contact with to do that. There. So wait, so so let me let me slow you down for a minute. So you were doing radio prior. So first was football. What were you, was that fo- college football, or were you doing high school and then you tried into college? What were you doing and what position were you playing? Um, so actually, I never reached college um, due to the fact that I was born with a heart condition. And that I had a third heart surgery my sophomore junior year. And long story short, I had an initial um, part, a part time scholarship to Kentucky. But when they saw I had a third scholarship, they deemed me a what was the terminology they used? Because I was very irritated with it. They deemed me a health liability. Oh, they said they would hate to give me a scholarship and I could not fulfill my end of it. Oh, well, that's kind of garbage. <laughs> so that was basically, long story short, it was, I'm not going to say it was the end of my football career because now that I'm older and I look back at it, I was very arrogant because <laughs> um, I can't, I missed my whole junior year after my heart, heart surgery. They pulled the scholarship. I went back to school, obviously, um, went back to the football team. And then, long story short, they tried to make me play JV just to get back into the swing of things. And then, I was just too arrogant myself. I said, as a senior, I refuse to play JV football. Kiss my ass, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so now that I'm older and I look back at it, I kind of wrote 
the end to my own football story, but mm-hmm. I still like to keep that chip on my shoulder to say it was their fault. <laughs> so, so you did. You went from football, then you went to to the the Ohio School of uh, of Broadcasting. You did. Were you doing board op stuff, or were you doing on air personality stuff? Is that what was the goal? When I first went there, it was definitely on air personality stuff. Um, that was the end goal. Um, my ultimate dream job would have been one hundred seven point nine. So that's where I was going with that. Obviously, they teach you everything, though. So I learned how to do the board op. I learned how to do video editing. I know how to do pictures, um, Photoshop, yeah. um, After Effects, all that jazz. So I can dibble and dabble with stuff like that. But definitely the end goal initially was definitely um, on-air radio. Mm-hmm. I did a little on-air um, for a sports, a smaller sports radio show in Cleveland. I don't even remember what the, their call letters was at this point. It was so long ago, honestly. But it was a smaller radio show. I can't even think so, of the name. It's crazy. So you did. So you did. You did. You tried your football. You got. You yes. got taken out of football by your health issues. You tried your radio. Um, tell me about what brought you to wrestling and and with your heart problems. What was the thought process into going from hey I couldn't play football anymore because I've had issues with my heart, but now I'm going to try something that's you know the contact is there. Let's not fool ourselves and say there isn't. So what made you? What where where did you? turn and say to yourself okay this is i'm gonna try pro wrestling okay so it got to the point where i realized i have fun doing radio and i have fun even like editing videos and being a photographer and all this other good jazz it was fun to me but it wasn't a genuine passion for it okay and for me i've always been one of those people where if i don't have a genuine passion for something i will never be able to put my all into it keep it as a cute little side hustle. Like, okay, cool, whatever. I can go take some pictures, edit them real quick, make a couple of dollars here and there. Um, that's perfectly fine for me, but I would not be able to like, even as a radio personality, I don't think I would ever be able to like be a hundred percent happy with that career choice. So um, once I came to that realization, I was, I went back to that same drawing board and I was like, okay, um, by this time I was after Ohio media school, how old was I? I wasn't too old then, but maybe 23, 22, somewhere in there. So I was like, okay, it's time for me to um, find something else. Obviously, it might be a little too late for football. You hear a couple of stories of people getting there older and, you know, going a high school route or whatever route they have to go through. Um, but for me, it was just like, all right, um, school was never my thing. Even in high school, I never was the honor roll student. I never was none of that. So without a scholarship, I refused to pay for Scott College. <laughs> and I not know if I could actually, you know, see it through. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm not, I can't go football that route. And then shortly after, I just like, okay, well, let's just chalk football. I did a couple of years of semi-pro football just for the hell of it. Um, just because like I said I love playing football. So then it was like, well, I always liked wrestling. And I never actually wrestled in high school. I've never been on a wrestling team, nothing like that. But I've always liked WWE wrestling. I like team name they're up and around. I like AEW now. Um, I never really watched too much independent wrestling until I started wrestling. But then I was just like, okay, well, wrestling still provides that contact as you as you pointed to earlier. Still provides that contact, um, lets me still be up and active because I I like being up and active. I hate being a, a couch potato basically every day. And I've always had um, like when I was little, I was I feel like every kid when they're little wants to be a wrestler. Um, so when I was little, it wasn't like I never thought about possibly being a wrestler. So it was like, you know what? Um, I like wrestling. I still watch it to this day. I still fuck around, wrestle with my younger brothers and stuff like that. Even at my grown age, I will still mess around in the backyard. So I'm like, let's see where it goes. So um, I actually got in contact with a high school friend, Peyton Vince. Um, oh, 
Yeah. Yeah. So he's okay. on. Actually, he's the one who actually put me in contact with Dom. He gave me his Facebook information, and then I reached out to Dom. Dom gave me the information needed, and basically we started from there. Nice. So um, before I, I turn over to Jayhawk, I'll ask. Uh, I'll ask one more question of you um, to start off. So you said you weren't watching independent wrestling. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit about your first uh, your 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 first day, your first thoughts as you step into the AIW school, because, you know, we're just kind of going in order here. I know we're going to break away when Marcy and Jared and, and uh, Charlie starts asking questions, but give us your, your impression, your overall impression. You step foot into a, the AIW school. It's not football. It's not semi-pro football. You're by yourself. What's, what's going through your mind? Definitely nervous. I've never been nervous before any football game. I've never been nervous for really any sports activity, regardless of it's football, basketball, track. Um, I played multiple sports growing up. I never was I, it never brought nerves to me. So just the simple fact that I, the nerves were there, I kind of knew I was in the right place. Um, and then um, Dom framed it perfectly the first day. I feel like um, first day, obviously, we don't do much on first day because um, people are new. We don't really know what we're doing. First day, you really just roll, hit the ropes if you're lucky, maybe take a couple bumps if you're lucky, depending on how everything else goes. Um, so first, I don't think I bumped my first day, actually. I think I literally just rolled and hit the ropes, if I remember correctly. Um, but he framed it personally. He was like, look, um, I know you didn't do much today, but you got over the biggest hurdle, and that's just actually stepping foot in the ring. So just when I realized, like, damn, I'm actually standing in the wrestling ring, you know, the ropes are up, I can hit the ropes, I can do all this other stuff. Like, no, I'm not doing big moves or anything like that. But um, that in and of itself was a very big accomplishment for me because not a lot of people make it that far. So awesome. Okay, I'll go ahead and jump in here. Uh, you did you you did mention that you've watched WWE, TNA, AEW before getting into business. Were there any any guy in any of those companies or maybe on, on stuff you've watched taped of that kind of inspired you to get in the ring? I kind of looked up to. Um, absolutely. My all time favorite wrestler is easily Rob Van Dam. Um, huh. Other guys I really like. Obviously, John Cena's there. I was an AJ Styles fan, Seth Rollins fan. Burger T fan, current day, more so present day. I'm a huge Montez Ford fan, actually. Um, if we jump over to AEW, um, I like Powerhouse Hobbs a lot, even though I probably would never be that big in my life to do anything he does. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so guys like that, um, huge Randy Orton fan, things of that nature. Okay. Now, between you and Sam, we've had a lot of former football players getting into wrestling on the show late, as of late. Uh, I, I like to bring this up with Sam. I'll bring it up with you as well. Oh, you talk about the contact in football and the contact in wrestling. Uh, average contact in a football game anywhere between 11 and 14 minutes. You're going to have wrestling matches better 11 to 14 minutes. I mean, how, how, do, how, do, you, how do you transition to that, knowing you're going to have as much contact in a short period of time like you would an entire football game? Um, I will say um, that was one of the few things that, not caught me off guard, but I had to, it was like, okay, wait, okay, cool. This is real. Like, obviously everybody knows wrestling is or whatever, but it's also way more real and way more contact than people also give us credit for. Um, so, and it didn't, pro that part at least didn't process to me. So I actually started doing phys physical drills that we had to do here and there. Um, and then I was realized like, okay, wait, you know, I actually felt that like, okay, wait, he actually hit me. Um, and then you had your first couple of practice matches. And obviously even in practice matches, um, we usually don't run no longer than eight minutes. Um, so even that, you know, it's like, okay, cool. Like your body, like even just hitting the ropes, like your body starts to build calluses and stuff like that and taking bumps. Um, 
but there's really no real way to prepare for it outside of just going into it. As you guys know, I debuted against Derek, who's an extremely physical wrestler. <laughs> yeah, that's one way to put it. Yeah. So a lot, of, not a lot of people, but a few people like um, Shaw got the benefit of working with Wes here and there at training. Um, obviously, Derek wrestled. I'm not saying Wes doesn't wrestle a lot. Take nothing away from Wes. But um, um, Derek wrestles a lot. He does. He is at training every week. But we never really talked about our match until like the day before. So um, literally, it was like no real work up. Or he, you know, I knew I was going to get chopped a lot. I knew that much. Um, and I knew I was going to get thrown around the ring. But that's about it. <laughs> so... When we got to the ODN and that night took place, um, that's when it really hit me like, okay, like anybody that does this has to be in incredible shape. It gave me a whole new like respect for anybody that does it, any people that has been doing it, especially when you're talking about like the higher up level, like the AEWs, the um, um, the shit, WWEs, the TNAs, even the bigger, you know, independent promotions. Okay, well, if you're doing this at like a big level like that, the lights beaming down on you, it's like super hot in the ring. Um, fans screaming or booing for you, whatever way it might go. You having to remember your match. If you do forget a part of your match, like it just gave me a whole new respect for everything on top of remembering like, okay, I have a guy across from me that's about to lay into me at some point at this match. And I just have kind of have to let him because <laughs> especially with like a wrestler like Derek, um, either you let him or he, he just does it anyway. So <laughs> it's much easier. Just, it's just yeah. much easier to let him do what he wants to do. <laughs> yeah. I have to ask just because I, I remember go, going through my training. Do they still do chop day at the end when you at graduation or have they finally moved past that? Um, They finally moved past that. Um, you don't. Uh, we've never had a chop day. Um, now, some students do voluntarily sign up to get chopped. Um, we've had that happen a couple of times. And if we're running a certain drill or two where we're actually obviously like practicing parts of the matches, we might chop each other here and there. But normally we do pull our chops in practice. At least we try to. Um, I'm personally not a big chopper myself. Um, I don't think I've ever actually thrown a chop in a match. So that's not my cup of tea personally, but we have our students and obviously our um, debuted wrestler that has their fair share of liking chops and being chopped randomly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know if the IW school ever done it, but I know some of the school, especially the ones run by the old timer, they like to do chop days. If everybody, everybody who's there chopped the guy you're graduating. It never, I'd I never love got to the hear point of it. Yeah, I'd love to hear your opinion when you got your first chop. Just lay someone laid in, like, so let's say Derek lays in a real one, right? What was your first thought? What went through your mind? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was the first time I got chopped by Derek. I don't think I got chopped in practice or in training until Derek chopped me. Um, so once more, obviously, I knew it was coming. Um, I was like, all right, cool, whatever. So he gets me in the corner, boom, lays me right. Like, my family's right outside the range screaming and yelling and all this other stuff. And I just remember he looks at him. He was like, this is your boy. My mom's out there like going bonkers. And then like, he like lays into me. I'm in my head, I'm like, Ma, please shut the hell up. Like the more you talk, the more this man is going to hit me. I was like, please shut the hell up. We love when the, uh, when the uh, uh, families go to the shows and really get into it. You want that buy-in from your family, especially. That's pretty yeah. awesome. Okay, now lately you have done some tag teaming with Vic Vike. You got a big match with Vic on Saturday, as a matter of fact. So far, at least, do you prefer singles or do you prefer tag teams? Who I actually think I prefer tag team. Growing up, I've also I've always been a fan of tag team wrestling, more so than singles wrestling. Um, I think part of it is just me coming from team sports. It's just kind of a natural um accountability aspect to it for me. But even past that, um, I feel like there's always a point where that tag team match breaks down and all hell breaks loose. I think that's like 
the most fun I can ever have in a match. Like that's the part I look for when we're calling the matches. Only thing I really care about is when are right, so when does the match break down? And when do we actually get to go crazy? <laughs> um, so um, definitely, I think as of right now, for sure, I think I prefer tag team wrestling. And now, did the team with with the team with Vic something you guys talked about ahead of time, or did you, or did Thorne just throw you guys together and it just kind of stuck? Um, I'm not sure whose initial idea was, um, but we just me and him kind of just showed up the training one day after we debuted, and there's like, hey, you tell you guys are a tag team. Now we're gonna see how that works out. And we look at each other. It's like, of course, they turned into two black people. So that's just <laughs> that's just how it went. Um, it wasn't our idea. We never really thought about being a tag team. Um, at one point, I actually had a younger brother that was in wrestling. Um, he had his own personal um, personal issues that came up, so he had to step away. I'm not quite sure if he'll ever get back into it. But initially, that was who I wanted to be my tag team partner. I was actually even willing to wait to debut with him. Um, but he had his own personal issues come up, and I wasn't about to wait for them to get over with. So. I had to get on with my life. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I always kind of always plan on being in a tag team, especially just to start out. But no, me and Vic were not playing. I, like, I'm not sure if it was Dom, Thorne, or somebody else, but they threw us together. But I feel like it's been working decently so far, at least. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll turn it over to Marky and or Charlie with any more wrestling questions before we start getting, up, getting off wrestling a little bit. Okay. Uh, yeah, you mentioned your uh, background in radio. Do you think any of that helped you in making your transition into wrestling? Um. It made me more comfortable cutting promos. Um, now, not saying they didn't need help because they definitely did, but I feel like it did give me kind of a leg up on other people because um, some people have like no type of public speaking background, no type of anything. Um, I never was shy about bare minimum being loud in what I was saying. <laughs> so at the bare minimum, um, when we did start getting into the promo aspect of things, um, I was confident that I can project myself and um, I had no qualms or fears about speaking in front of people in case I ever had to cut a live promo. Um, so I do think it helped me in that aspect. Yes. Uh, as far as your training, who would you say has been the biggest influence on you so far? Training wise? Oof. It's hard to pick one person because everybody um, has helped me at a different stage figuring something out. I'd be damned if I can't say anything about Dom because obviously he's the one who starts everything. Um, he's the one who like kind of calms you down. Because I feel like anybody who gets involved in wrestling, we come in and the first thing we want to do is our favorite move we, we saw growing up or something like that. And he's like, um, Don's one of his favorite sayings is like, I can teach a monkey moves, but I need to teach you spacing. I need to teach you this, that, and the third. So um, definitely Dom just for like giving you that reality check more so and like bring you back down to earth. Like, look, I don't care how athletic you are. I don't care how fast you are. I don't care how big you are. I don't care what background you have. If you don't know the basics, you will never be able to you know, survive in the wrestling ring. Also, Dom, Derek, and Wes actually helped me put my initial um, shine together. Um, Dom helped me put a lot of my moves set together. So um, it would be unfair for me to pick just one person, um, honestly. All right, Charlie, you got any questions? Oh, I got a, I got a bunch here. So you said you backyarded. Um, what was your backyard name? Um, we actually didn't have a name. I never really did legit backyard wrestling. It was always just me and my brothers just kind of messing around. Um, so I never got that deep into backyard wrestling. It was more so it was like me, my younger brother, and um, my other younger brother. We just mm -hmm. kind of in the backyard, just kind of wrestled around. Did you guys like pretend that you were a certain wrestler specifically then, or did um, you just you just do whatever? We didn't really pretend to be certain wrestlers, but we also we always mocked Jr. commentating. So okay. 
that was our thing. <laughs> so you had your first match, the Odin against Derek. Uh, we we kind of talked with Sam about it. What was your feelings before you're going to go all through the curtain? And then once you went through the curtain and uh, you were, you know, they're face to face with everybody for the first time. So we, we card our match probably a thousand times before we went out there. Um, I go through the curtain and honestly, my biggest thought was uh, two things. My first thing was because um, I made my own interest music because I always wanted to make my own interest music because I never wanted to have to worry about like copyright issues. Um, so I'm not sure. I don't know if it came through well at the Odeon because when I was hearing, it, I'm like, that doesn't sound too loud. I thought it'd be louder than that. But literally, it's just one of my old football chants that turns to an instrumental that I had my little brother make me. Um, so I came out of that and I was first thing was, okay, well, when do I actually walk through the curtain? And then, um, I got that part figured out and I was like, okay, well, when I walk through the curtain, what the hell do I do? So, (laughs) um, literally the X I throw up came out of pure reflex. Like I just walked through the curtain. I'm just like, I have no idea what to do here. Fuck it. Don't put to do this. So, um, kind of just kind of happened. I didn't plan on throwing up the X. It's not like I had that, like in my mind the whole time. Um, it was, yeah, so those were the two things I was mainly worried about right before I walked through the curtain. Then once I got past that part, um, the next thing was, okay, well, where's my family at? <laughs> so I found them. Um, I made sure I did my lap around the ring to make sure they saw me. Um, and then once all that got down, it was actually time to get down to business. Then I was just like, okay, shit, now I got to remember this whole match. Um, you know, I had the cheers of booze. Um, I heard people cheering for Shaw randomly. So I'm just like, okay, well, clearly they're not really trying to see me, um, but we're going to do this wrestling match anyway. Um, so that was my main things. Um, and then just throughout the match, um, when I started hearing the pops that I was hearing for the certain stuff I was doing or the certain stuff me and Derek had called and actually, you know, worked out. Um, that's when it was just that, that I finally made it moment. Um, I felt like I finally found what I was supposed to do. Um, Everything happens for a reason. I tell everybody that asks me, I really wish I would have gotten to this um, earlier in life. Um, I feel like, but maybe when I was 18 or 19, I might not be able to dedicate myself as I've dedicated myself so far. Um, um, recently, because of my job, as we see, um, I had to pick up extra hours because of promotion. So I've had to like, not, I had to miss more practices than I would like. But initially when I was, didn't have this promotion, um, I was there every training. I would, didn't miss a show. I think I've missed one or two shows actually, um, but I barely missed a show. Um, so I've just prided myself always being here, always being ready. Um, they tell us like one of the first things they tell us is that like that is looked at way more than what, can, what you can do in a wrestling ring. Um, it doesn't take much, uh, you know, anybody can get in a wrestling ring and do moves, but will you put the work behind the scenes? That's what promoters notice. That's what we notice. That's what help you get move forward and training more so than actually showing up. So I always wanted to hold myself accountable short for that type of stuff. Um, like I said, unfortunately, because of recently, um, my promotion, I've had to scale back a little bit more than I would like, but we're trying to get more people hired so I can get more freedom. <laughs> yeah. Um, but mainly just that realization that I, I feel like I finally found where I was supposed to do and I made the right choice coming to AIW. I don't think um, I don't think it would have turned out the same if I would have went anywhere else for my trainer. Now, when you found out you were going to face Derek uh, in, in your first match there. Do you think that were you still super nervous or did you feel a little bit comfortable because like you'd been around Derek for so long in training and you knew like he's he'll, he'll be able to take care of you in the match and like he's your trainer, that kind of thing. Did you feel more comfortable going into that or did you or were you still super nervous? Like, I don't want to screw anything up. Like, I want this to go perfectly. Uh, how did that feel for you? Um, 
originally I was shocked actually. Um, because at first I was like, I was like one of those squeaky debuts because, um, I wasn't in training that long, especially compared to some of our other debuts. Like, um, Vice was there about two years. Um, Austin's been there about two years. Um, so like compared to some of our other debuts, I wasn't training like nowhere near as long as them. I think I was roughly a year, give or take. Um, so they weren't sure if they were going to debut me first, which I had no issue with. They held me back. They held me back. It is what it is. Um, everybody has their time. Um, but then when they kind of, I think when they finally got the, okay, I had a training match against Chuck Stone, actually. And I think that was the, the, the test to see if I was able to debut or not. Um, that match went phenomenal. I give all credit to Chuck. Um, he helped me so much. I don't think I would have debuted without that match, honestly. Um, so shout out to Chuck. Um, but when they told me I was rest because Derek actually asked me one day at training, he was like, hey, who do you think you're debuting against? And it was before they even, like, confirmed I was debuting. I'm like, first off, I'm debuting. <laughs> um, so he was like, yeah, you're debuting. Who do you think you're debuting against? So now I was just like, I would like to debut against a Riley Rose, actually, which, as we know, Riley actually debuted against Vice. Um, I was like, I feel like our styles match. Me and him are give or take about the same size. You know, I feel like we can have a fun match. He was like, nope, you're not debuting on Riley. And I was like, then I have no idea who I'm debuting on. So went back to training and, like, maybe – 20 minutes later, he was like, yeah, you're debuting against me. And I'm just like, huh? He was like, you're debuting against me. So I'm just like, oh, okay. So then that's when, like, so many things, like, rushed, rushed to my head once. First thing was, I'm about to get the shit beat out of me. Um, instantly <laughs> 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 came to my head. I'm like, all right, well, I'm getting my ass beat. Um, first, second thing was that um, I really felt like that let me know that AIW does believe in me because, as we all know, Derek is one of our front-running guys. Even before the belt, he – I – have forever said Derek does not need a belt to show who he is. Um, him having a belt just makes it that much better. But um, it instilled in me that they believe that I can hang with a top guy. Um, so it gave even more confidence in myself. So first thought was definitely like, okay, well, I'm getting beat up. Then second was just like, okay, AIW really thinks I'm decent, huh? <laughs> so those are the thoughts that rushed through my head when I found out who I was facing. So I definitely noticed a lot of um – different mannerisms when you uh, had your match uh, specifically, like I could definitely pick out like some of the Booker T stuff that I could tell you were influenced by Booker T. Uh, so I thought that was really cool. Um, don't stop doing that. I think that's really cool. I really enjoy it. Just don't do a spinner any. Uh, <laughs> Not yet. Yeah. Um, so you, you said that, you know, you were taught basically uh, Photoshop and everything in college. So uh, what's your, what's your merch game going to be like? Uh, do you have like some like big ideas for what you could do for merch for your character? Like, what do you want to do with your merchandise game? So um, that's actually a very funny question. Cause despite me having the background in it, I'm, think I'm the only person in my debut class that has not even looked into merch that much. Uh, <laughs> you, you should. You should. Uh, indie wrestling, what you do is it's so clutch to have your even brand. Even if it's and a, just your, a basic shirt, man, I swear to yeah. God, like just uh, people want to support who they like and like even having a basic shirt is like that's some extra money in your pocket, man. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, you're going to make more money in merch on the independent team than you're going to make on payoffs until you, unless you get really big. So, yeah. So, um, um, but initially, it was the fact that um, I was like, okay, I was more so worried about getting my gear taken care of, and then I just didn't have the money, extra money to get um, my merch before my debut, so I just didn't worry about it. And I was just like, all right, well, whatever. I'll get it um, before the next time I wrestle. So then, obviously, shortly after I debut, they were like, oh, yeah, by the way, you're in the tag. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess I don't need singles merch anymore. Me and him need to think of collective merch. Um, 
So that's mainly been the main thing as of now that me and um, Vic, who actually has an um, artistic background, um, that's um, he can do cool stuff with. We just have to sit down and come together. And we spent ball some ideas here and there. We haven't settled down to, like, for sure thing for merch-wise, at least. We have um, gear basically drawn out. We just have to actually get it made. Um, but for my solo gear, when I am wrestling by myself, because I do do singles matches outside of AIW still, mainly in Midwest right now. Um, but um, probably just something simple like you guys said, just something just get it kick started. Um, I've tried to get super creative with it, but then I'm just like, I feel like I don't really want to do that. Now I have looked into making shirts myself. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, then I can get as creative as I want to. Um, I've looked into purchasing a printing press and things of that nature. Um, so one of the cooler ideas I've had since I deem myself the highest and flyest uh, was trying to find a superhero that kind of matches that power. I haven't found one yet. Cause I don't necessarily, I guess I can easily like smack on like any superhero that flies and call it a day, but I was trying to get a little more creative than that. Um, but basically just put my face on a superhero's body. Um, one that powers, I think replicate how I wrestle. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where, that's one of the more creative, creative ideas I had, but I probably wouldn't do that until I got my printing press. Cause I don't want to pay nobody else to do that. Um, I'm very cheap. <laughs> well, listen, it worked for Mick Foley. So you, know, <laughs> you keep doing what you're doing there. So uh, let me ask you, you said, sorry, Butters, before you, we, we leave this point, you said that you're wrestling and in, in, uh, you're doing some singles matches outside of AIW. Who's your who's your car? Who do you travel with? Mainly Shaw, actually. Shaw, me and Shaw have been in a few car rides together at this point. Um, so, yeah, Shaw, I've also been in a um, car ride with um, Big Sam and good old Tyson. Me and them have had a, a very interesting car trip when Tyson was taking us the wrong way home. Um, so <laughs> um, we drove like, a, I think a whole hour or two in the wrong direction. We we're going towards like West Virginia. Oh so, my goodness. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, mainly those few people though. It's, it's 2023, 2022. And this was happening, you know, phones come with GPS. I don't understand how this is possible. I, I'm going to have to ask him. Really gonna have, me. Yeah. I'm going to really going to have to ask him when we get him on in the next uh, month or so. Uh, so like, yes, these guys him, like an map. almanac or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. make note to ask him that. Yeah, guy, 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 can you can the Red McNally Road Atlet to drive 500 miles in freaking Oklahoma to get the show right. and not getting locked and he getting locked with the GPS in freaking West Virginia? I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> these kids. Does anybody else I, have anything before we so, get to voicemails? Yeah. So let me let me ask you, um, um, Hendrix. You said your family was at the show. How many members of your family came and and what was it like for them and your brothers at your you're on a uh, on a on one of the biggest independent companies in the country. Well, how does that how does that make them feel? And and what was it like for you to be in front of them? Um, okay, so I'll start with my mom and work my way down. So my mom and my sister, for that matter, um, they were more so like like they thought it was a game at first, almost. I feel like, and that's just kind of how my mom responds to everything I tell her I'm doing. Like I can wake up and tell her, "Hey, mom, I'm about to run for president." She's just not going to take me seriously. Like no matter what I say or how, like, like it's just she's one of those people. Where it's just like until she actually sees it come to fruition, it's more like, "Okay, well, whatever." Um, she's also overly concerned with my health in the process. She's always asking me, "Well, when last time you saw a heart doctor?" Which has been a very long time actually. Um, but I do have an appointment set up, so we're okay. <laughs> so she was more so like, I don't, and she doesn't follow wrestling at all, obviously. So I don't think she realizes. Um, how cool it is that I do wrestle for AIW and the fact that we do, for the most part, control all of Northeast Ohio, to say the least, and probably even out past that. Um, people, no doubt. I haven't been wrestling a full-fledged year yet, 
And once they found out that that's who I wrestle for, mainly, I've been asked, hey, how do I get on AIW? And I can't tell them anything. That's like, but go to the school or just start showing up at shows, bro. Like, <laughs> I don't have a magic way to get in there. The easiest way is to go to the school. Um, yeah. I don't think my mom really understands how, like, big AIW is actually just for the lack of following of wrestling. Um, who else was there? Um, my brother showed up and my best friend showed up. They were just super excited to see me back doing something that they could genuinely say I cared about. Um, obviously, both of them saw me play football. Both of them know how my career ended. Um, so it was like that short period of depression for me almost after I really had to come to that realization that, okay, well, football is not really an option for me anymore. Um, I poured my whole childhood into this one sport and – I'm not going to see the big payout at the end. So um, they saw me through that rut. Um, so they were just happy to see me back out doing cool stuff. <laughs> um, um, my in-laws were there as well. Um, my mother-in-law, my brother-in-law, sister-in-law, they all were there. Um, my sister-in-law was just as rowdy as my mom was, especially when Ziggy started to get in, interfere in the match. So um, my sister-in-law was definitely ready for the action. Um, oh, my <laughs> is like such a interesting person like he never really shows how he genuinely feels at least not to me yet i don't know if it's just because we're not that close yet or what the case may be but i've never really seen him open up open up really so um he was just kind of just sitting there observing and um same thing for my mother-in-law really i didn't i really didn't get a chance to really look at how she was reacting but i'm pretty sure it's the same way now um my wife and my youngest kid was there my oldest wasn't there but my wife and youngest kid was there um my wife also was very irritated that Ziggy kept getting involved. Um, she also was giving Ziggy her two cents. <laughs> um, How old's the oldest? How um, old's your oldest? Actually, um, five. All right. You're almost there. Almost, that's the right age. That's when I started taking my daughter. I think Jayhawk can, can talk to that. You have a few dads on this, too. Um, I'm sure that, that your kids are going to love to uh, follow your career. You're starting at the right age for them. I think yeah. they're going to really enjoy that. How do you? How did that make you feel? Were you proud to have your oldest at the show? Um, my oldest actually wasn't there. My youngest was there. Actually. Oh, your youngest. Okay. So how old's your oldest? Um, my oldest is five. My youngest is actually not even one. Oh, oh, okay. So I yeah, guess okay. Yeah, no idea what the hell was going on. She was. You just put there the you put the headphones on. Yeah. Make sure she doesn't get that too loud. <laughs> yeah, we we bought the headphones for her, so um, it wasn't too loud for. Her. When me and um, Derek got around to actually where my family was, my sister actually picked um, my daughter up and walked her away from the action to make sure no, like, random flying chair hit her or anything like that. Um, uh, my oldest actually wasn't there, but um, she has been to a show at this point. Um, she just didn't make it to the debut show. Um, but, yeah, I think that's really cool. For me. I got to do a lot of really cool stuff with my parents. Well, my dad more so because my mom's not really athletic. But me and my dad played on the same semi-pro team, actually, um, so I got to do some really cool stuff with my parents growing up sports wise. Um, so I just really hope, um, at least one of my kids like wrestling enough to think about getting involved with it. <laughs> um, and I think it would be really cool, um, to one day possibly share a ring. Well, um, I know it's way down the line, but even if they that's just still follow, wild. Yeah. That's yeah. wild to think. Wow. Um, but even if, even if they just follow my journey, I think it's cool for them to go to school one day and say, yeah, my dad wrestles. What does your dad do? My dad's a professional wrestler. Like, oh, your dad's an accountant. Who cares? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I think that's cool. Did you, uh, get a chance to smarten up your family at all before the match or did you just let them go in blind? Uh, like just take it all in as it was happening. Cause I know Ziggy can be a handful. So 
I gave them no warning on Ziggy at all. That would make it fun, though. Not, your family had no idea how to react. Yes, that, that, um, I gave them no no type of pre-warning on Ziggy at all. Like, I just let it happen. Um, the only thing I told them was be surprised if I win just because Derek is very talented. That's all I told them. I'm like, look, don't be disappointed if I lose. Um, I had to explain to uh, my mom, really, because she was like, well, why the hell am I showing up if you're not going to win? I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, so so I had to explain to my mom, like, um, wrestling is not about the wins and losses at the end of the day. Um, it's more so just about putting on a show for the fans and make sure everybody have a great time at the show and getting through the, the match without dying. Um, well, I um, hope you didn't say it like that to her. I, <laughs> I, I promise if I make it out alive, everything will be great. So Basically, I, know I told her. Um, she still kind of had a hard time accepting it. She was very, very on edge about it. Um, but she I, she had a great time. Clearly, as y'all, if y'all was at the show, y'all saw she had a great time um, antagonizing Ziggy and being antagonized. Um, I thought it was great. Ziggy thought she went a little overboard, so Ziggy was very worried that I was mad. I got back to I was like, no, that was great. I loved it. Like, hey, please mess with her every time you see her. So your first promo uh, that you cut, you actually mentioned having uh, three heart surgeries. So that instantly drew me in to, like, what you were about and everything like that because – you know, you don't see a lot of wrestlers that have like uh, heart issues, uh, you know, getting into wrestling, especially like, you know, at your at your age and everything being a lot younger like that. So I was really like interested in that. Um, and you kind of did touch on it here a little bit. Uh, is there like would you care to like discuss a little bit more like that? I'm just interested, like in, in, in uh, you know, like your what was the like the defect you were talking about and stuff like that? Okay, so um, the um, official term for um, my condition, uh, condition is I was born with a subcubic membrane connected to my aorta valve, which is causing it to leak. Um, in layman terms, long story short, I was born with this thing connected to a part of my heart that was causing it to leak blood. Okay. Um, they had to go in and remove it, or else, long story short, I would eventually drown in my sleep in my own blood. Um, my first surgery, if I remember, was like, pre one actually i wasn't even one yet i had my first surgery um so i literally remember zero by my first surgery outside of the fact that they told me i had a first surgery <laughs> um my second surgery was around the age of five they had to go back in and remove it again because it grew back actually okay. um so it grew back so they had to go back in when i was five and remove it again um i still don't remember too much about it um i remember i was five i remember i was very mad because i couldn't go out to recess when i went back to school um, <laughs> Very pissed about that. Um, so when everybody went out to recess, um, I had to stay in the principal's office and like play with Legos or something. I was very pissed. Um, um, but that's really all I remember about the, the fifth operation. And no, I lied. My sister was very mean to me. Um, she told me I was going to wake up while my chest was cut open. Um, oh. My sister was overly jealous because I was getting all the attention and I was already the youngest child. Um, so my sister was very mean to me, actually. I, I need to point that out. Like anyone <laughs> sees my sister, like be mean to her. <laughs> um, and I remember um what song did I sing? I was remember I remember singing a song when I was five. Um, but I can't remember what it is right now. But I had like a a specific song. I think it was like a song from Dr. Doolittle randomly, but I can't remember what song it is right now. Um, but I sung a song and that's the song I sung to get me through the whole process. So when they put the mask on and said, start counting down from 10, I actually started singing that song. Um, and then I don't think I got past two lyrics, but I <laughs> started singing that song. Um, my last heart surgery, like I said, was my sophomore year, I believe. Um, so I was 16, 17, somewhere in there. 
I was very, very honest. I remember that one quite well. It grew back again, obviously. Um, it had actually been grown back by the time the surgery had happened. It's just that they were trying to, like, hold off as long as they could, I feel like. Um, because they've been told me you grew back, they've been told me, like, yeah, there's a chance we have to go back in or move it a third time. Um, so I was all right, cool, whatever. Um, um, they noticed though that it kept growing back to the same part of the aorta. So, um, the third time they went in and removed it, they actually cut the piece of the aorta that it was growing back to off, and then they um, are hoping that is what's going to prevent it from going back or growing back more so. Um, once more, I'm pretty sure I went to one more checkup after my last heart surgery, and I haven't been back since. So I actually have no idea if it grew back or not. Um, <laughs> I have the hard way. Um, I have an appointment set for next month on the fourth, though. So not the fourth, early next month, one of those days. Um, the fourth is our show, so I was getting those mixed up. But I do have an—I uh, think it's the ninth actually. But I have an appointment set up for next month. Um, so I will find out. Hopefully everything is well. But I told my doctor, like, yeah, um, I'm literally like a wrestler, so. I feel like I'm fine. I feel like, you know, something bad would have happened by now. <laughs> um, well, um, but I do have an appointment set up, but that's long story short. Um, the background on that, um, only thing I really remember about my last one was being in a lot of pain when I woke up, despite how much drugs they gave me. Because um, to get to the heart, obviously, you have to break ribs and all that. Right. Yeah. Um, so I remember being in a lot of pain because I could barely breathe. And my asshole of a father kept making jokes for me to laugh. So it was. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I remember that. Um, that's thanks, what thanks for sharing, man. I, I I was I was curious, and that's that's very interesting. That's uh, I was like, man, I was like, I, that worries me. Like you having like a heart condition, getting into wrestling. That's that's scary to think about. But okay, it makes a little bit more sense now. Like I, I yeah. feel like you were, yeah, all right. I, I try not to laugh at your story about singing the song with the anesthesia and only getting through two lyrics. But I remember I had lymph nodes removed in two thousand five, and I was nervous about the surgery. And a friend of mine said, don't worry about it. They're going to put that mask on you. You're going to count to three and you're going to be out cold. Yep. And I remember them putting the mask on me and I got to four and I went, Jeff is full of shit. And that's the last thing I remember before they wake me up. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's fascinating. Uh, I don't know if we want to start moving away from the standard wrestling questions. You want to get into some other items. I know, Marcy, we, we talk about, you know, we talk about a lot of games on here because Marcy has her own show. X over and you're working at a GameStop. So give us your, give us what you're playing right now. What's your, what'd you grow up playing and, and you know, what, what are, where are you right now in your, in your, what system are you using? Um, I'm using a PS5. Um, I'm a very typical gamer. I feel like I play um, 2K Madden wrestling, obviously. Um, those are my main three titles. I play mostly um, every so often I veer off and play something else. Um, I'm not a huge Call of Duty fan. A lot of people get disappointed when they hear that. Um, I'm just not a huge first-person shooter fan. I'm thankful. Um, I'm thankful that you're not. Third-person only. It's, it's better that you're not. So third, yeah. third person's the only way to go. I get all thrown off trying to see just hands sticking out there with like a weapon. I need to see yeah. the character. Yeah, I, I get. A, I get a headache playing first-person shooter. I yeah. can't play him. Yeah, like me too. Like and like, I, I try to explain to like customers and my coworkers and everything else is like. I get the concept of first person. They're trying to like immerse you and make it feel like you're the one doing all the actions and stuff. I'm like, but I understand I'm playing a video game. No, let me see my person. Like, leave yeah. me up. Um, right. It's not me. Let me see who's playing. Let me, let me see the yeah. character that I'm directing. I get it. Unless I have what an Oculus you? on. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you, uh, what do you, um, as far as when you were growing up, what systems did you have in your house? Um, Growing up, I was actually very lucky. Um, my mother kind of gave me a lot of systems growing up when I think back on it. Um, 
the very first system I ever had was a Sega. Um, on there, obviously, I was playing stuff like Mario, Sonic, Tomb Raider, things like that. Um, Raymond. Um, um, my next system after that was actually a PS2. Um, PS2 games that I vividly remember playing are like Midnight Club, um, things of that nature. Um, wrestling still. Um, I've always played wrestling. That's probably like one of the first games I've played because, as I said, I've always liked wrestling. Um, past that, it was just basically graduating up through the PlayStation ranks. Um, I've also had Xboxes growing up. I had Xbox, I think I've had all the Xboxes too at this point, actually. So, um, I've dabbled with both sides of the system. Um, I prefer PlayStation, that's the only system I have. I actually have, I have a Nintendo Switch as well now, actually. So, I just got a Switch recently. Um, but um, mainly my main station is definitely PlayStation. It's been like that for the majority growing up, but I've kind of had my hand on every system I can think of. So you work at GameStop, you got the hookup on them PS5s, you, you can help us out with them PS5s? <laughs> oh, don't do that. As a former employee, don't fucking do that. Okay. <laughs> um, even I don't get a discount on PS5s. So the best I can do is just tell y'all when they're in stock and I can hold one for you. I got you, though. <laughs> uh, Alright, anybody else got anything? Do we want to talk about movies? Do we want to talk about anything else? Yeah, I, I'll I'll throw in something here. I know Hendrick, you're a Brown fan like I am. Uh, what'd you think of that Keegan and Echo Hole? I mean, it, I mean, I, I think Kevin and Tank about where I figured they were to end up. I think that's where a lot of people said they would end up, but it seemed to me like a lot of people thought they were going to be two and nine when Deshaun came back and Deshaun would run the table, and that's not what happened. So, um, I try to be as re- realistic as possible with my Browns. <laughs> um, Jacoby's a great number two quarterback. Um, we couldn't have asked for much from him. Um, we had a couple of early collapses that I just wasn't okay with. Like we had no business losing that Jets game, in my personal opinion. I would I would yeah. get that. I would get that game. I swore I was never gonna go to another game sober again after that. Was, no, as, as a Jared, Jets fan, you had, you had every reason. As a Jets fan, you had every right <laughs> to lose that game. I no. I was absolutely fine with it. It no. actually made my entire season. I bet it did. And that kind of kicked <laughs> Um but um, season as a whole, when I look at it, um, as you said, it's about where I thought. I did not think Deshaun was going to run the table. He hasn't played a game in almost two seasons. Right. Okay. That was um, my thought, too. So, like, there's going to be – it was going to be some rust there, which we clearly saw. Um, so, there was about where I – you know, it was that Steelers game where it was like, okay, well, maybe we win the Steelers game. They was talking about possibly adding an additional seed because of the Bills situation. So, I was like, well, maybe we win the Steelers game. We need a lot of stuff to happen, but we could possibly sneak in. So I was kind of semi, that was my optimism right there. Like, okay, win this through this game, pray to God, the NFL adds an additional seed for this year because the Bills and uh, who the hell were they playing? Bengals. Bills and Bengals lost the game because of the DeMar Hamlin situation. And um, see if we can sneak in that way and just see what happens. But as we see, that did not happen. <laughs> Do you think uh, firing Joe Wood got the right move? or? Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't let him finish the season. I am not okay with how Jadavion Clowney stated it, but he is not wrong. Um, no, he's Joe, not. Um, he could have he could have been a more professional about it, but he is not wrong. Joe Woods. Um, I feel like not only did he hold back our defense as a whole, but mainly he held back Clowney, which obviously makes our defense tick. Um, it was so many times where I saw Clowney was on the sidelines. I'm just like, okay, they haven't reported he's injured. Yeah, we, he had that car accident earlier in the season, but they claim he's okay from that at this point. Like, he was sitting, like, in the last couple of weeks where we could have had a still, chance, you know, a fighting chance for playoffs. So I'm just like, I'm just confused on why. It's like we never heard about Clowney. Not Clowney. Um, 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 Miles. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so 
I was I was very confused and baffled, and I did not like how the defense was ran as a whole. Um, I like a couple of the candidates during interviewing. I haven't heard of for sure name, but I'm just like, yes, that's our guy yet. But I like a few of the names. But yes, Joe was had to go absolutely. And, and this, what, and this, by the way, I want to say is Marcy's favorite part of our show when we talk sports. <laughs> um, yeah, fake sports. <laughs> yeah. If and the NFL is actually classified as sports entertainment, for the record, uh, it that's, should that's, be. After yesterday, it should be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one, well, uh, one more Browns question here before before I hand it off to everybody else. How, where your what's your stance on Stefanski getting another year? I mean, I do feel like he should get a full year with Deshaun to see what happens, but I know a lot of people wanted Stefanski gone too. Um. I am not going to lie. I blame Stefanski for Baker. Um, I actually was a huge Baker defender um, when Baker had that horrible season before we got rid of him. Um, we knew he wasn't 100%. We knew that um, Baker just had that mentality. And I don't feel like it was – I feel like it was less of a mentality and more of a – Baker came from where he had to fight for his spot at Oklahoma. He had to fight for his spot here at the Browns for the most – not really. No, he didn't. I lied. Well, he had – what's McCauley here that first year? Tyrod. So, yeah, never mind. Um, so, so did you take- did you get a chance to meet with Nathan Zagura when he was here? No. Ah, uh, I was going to – probably – I was going to say it was probably cool to get a chance to, uh, to meet somebody like that. So, you haven't got a chance to see him do the play-by-play when he was at AIW yet? Um, no, I haven't had the chance to actually sit down and had a, a, a face-to-face conversation yet, no. Oh, okay. He's a um, good dude. I, I'm sure that'll be cool for you when you finally do get to. I hope so. Like, I, I, yeah. One of people that have circles, as soon as I found out who he was, I'm like, oh, yes, I need to talk to him. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, um, but, yeah, no, I was a huge Baker defender. Um, I, I felt that Stefanski at some point should have pulled him, regardless of what Baker said, um, not only for the better of the team, but for the better of Baker. Um, yeah. Me coming from a football background, obviously, I understand not wanting to leave the field unless you can't physically walk. <laughs> I I get it. So I understood where Baker was trying to fight through the pain and do all the other extra stuff. But, like, it got to the point where it was like, okay, as a coach, when do you pull the plug? When do you say, look, you're doing more harm to the team and yourself than you are doing good? Sit down. So um, I thought, honestly, I was ready to get rid of Stefanski at that point. Personally, um, they gave him another season with – us getting to shine. So I'm just like, okay, whatever. Um, so I do think this upcoming season is basically his last straw. It's either um, bust or nothing for him, I feel like. Because if he can't get it done with a whole season of shine where Deshaun knocks off the rust, a whole preseason with him, a whole training camp with him, if we still have a similar result next year, I think that's where some fancy goes. Yeah, I, I I was getting into arguments with Dom about Baker should sit down until they're healthy. Well, they can't get Baker down. Well, if they well, he's hurting the team by playing right now, and you're in a playoff hunt. So yeah, and Dom and I weren't weren't on. You and I are in alignment there. Dom and I really weren't. So. <laughs> yeah, Baker should have now. Especially we didn't necessarily have a great second option. So I guess I I guess I see where who people who have that thought process were coming from. But once more, if you're not out there helping the team, you, we might as well put the second string in regardless. And we had Kate Keenum. Kate Keenum been in the playoffs. I mean, he can serviceable backup. He's definitely a serviceable backup. He, yeah, we Kate Keenum could have got the, at least held the job down. He might yeah. not have been prolific, but he's a good game manager. I feel like I feel like Jayhawk needed some therapy there, so we appreciate it, Hendricks. For, uh, for getting, <laughs> we're, we're talking that out with him because I feel like he really left it all on the field this year. <laughs> Charlie, you ready for you ready for our voicemail? Uh, I got one more before we get to him because we asked about a last uh, last episode and we got a very interesting answer. Uh, So Sam Hardaway Holloway's favorite movie is Barnyard. Uh, What's your favorite movie? Um, Animated is by far the Lion King. Okay. Um, 
non-animated is by far training day training day all right all right all right training day is a good choice lion king i don't know i i've seen all those disney flicks i don't know if i can go with lion king but training day is definitely a a uh, admirable choice for a for a favorite I, I have to remember what year you were born in before i i remember what what movies everybody likes <laughs> um um like there is not a life lesson you cannot learn from lion king so you need to rewatch it. If you look, if you go back, Lion King can teach you, teach you anything you need to know in life. I live by that. <laughs> yeah. don't, 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 I can't wait for my dad to die so I can be king. Because dad could die in the next scene. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Well, he's not wrong, is he? <laughs> he's not. But Okay. Let's get to these voicemails. So up first, uh, he called first this week. Uh, it's Adam Van from At Odds with Wrestling. Hey, guys. It's Adam Van, the star of At Odds with Wrestling. Listen, uh, my notes app on my phone has been acting up a lot lately. Uh, like, I'll save stuff, and then it's gone. So I'm worried that I'll lose all my notes that I have for my podcast. So I figured if it's cool with you guys, I'm just going to read them on the air, uh, like on your voicemail, and if they get lost, I can just have Butters email them to me, you know, or I can listen to the pod or whatever. So, uh, all right, so Jesus. first note is to remember to slip in a bunch of Sky Blue references. Uh, it's my new hmm. thing, uh, like a whole bunch of references, to the point where it's borderline uncomfortable, uh, but then it gets funny again, so it's worth it. you got to do it a bunch of times, but uh, all right, cool. Second, figure out what Broski did or said this week. Uh, no matter what it is, pretend it was awesome because Joe loves that bit. Uh, and uh, next, uh, be sure to remind everyone how bad Veda Scott is as a wrestler every chance I get. Um, I don't know why nobody else is saying that into a microphone because we're all thinking it and saying it in private. Yes. And I uh, yes. just want to make sure that I wrote that down in my notes, but... Uh, I think that's about it. I had more, but once again, my notes keep disappearing. It makes me sound really unprepared on my podcast, and I hate it. Um, but, okay, bye. I will be calling his podcast ed. and responding. <laughs> well, he's not wrong. I mean, if, if he, are you, you going to leave your notes on the, on his podcast? No, I'm going <laughs> to remind him uh, of his notes, and I'm going <laughs> to add my notes. Like, he needs to go on a job safari instead of a toy safari. Oh Lord! <laughs> yeah, we got a little bit of Young Ed on that call. We got a little bit of Dwight on that call. That was a nice little throwback. I appreciate that. All right, and up next is the other JB, who I know has questions for Hendrix. And I also might have it on hey, the story that they may have been drunk during. The us. other JB here. Um, so it's uh, three o'clock um, in the morning on Sunday. So I just finished up my video uh, session of uh, trunk uh, woodworking. So I figured I'd just um, place a call in um, because we have Hendrick Hawkins in the uh, proverbial studio uh, here this week. Um, I really enjoy Hendrick Hawkins. Um, had an amazing debut uh, against uh, Derek Gillinger uh, in the Odeon. Um, hell of a flag, uh, frog splash uh, you've got. Um, but on top of that, um, I've uh, I like to say that he's got some uh, pretty stellar gear already. Uh, a lot of guys right out the gate don't have um, gear that stands out. Um, I think that uh, Hawkins he's got a he's got some great gear already. Um, 
from the uh, the trainers to the um, uh, Obama Hope inspired uh, Hawkins uh, decal on the one uh, calf. I don't remember muscles already. Uh, but outside of that, um, I guess the a more pointed question would be uh, Hawkins. Um, who are your uh, stylistic influences, uh, gear wise? Um, Alrighty. I'm looking forward to uh, hearing y'all and uh, seeing y'all. I got a question. If you could make that out, who inspired your gear, basically, stylistic influencing of your gear? So, um, the Hawkins decal he was referring to um, was actually inspired by both Obama and Seth Rollins. Um, Obviously, his Obama, the Obama Hope poster, just my face on it. Um, I did it myself. I made it myself. Um, I just had somebody put it on my leg of my tights. And the other half, um, probably gonna get some flack for saying this. Other half was actually technically supposed to be a Ben, a Ben Chris Benoit um, tribute. Um, I always liked his little rabbit, Wolverine rabbit, whatever it was at this point in life. Um, gear that he had going down his spot, his little slits going down his legs. So that's what it was supposed to turn out like. Um, it didn't get exactly how I wanted it to look, but it was close enough, so I was content with it. I'm, I'm just happy that he thinks it's cool. <laughs> I like right. that. That's good. It's it's important to have good gear. I know that we we did discuss um, we did discuss. You know, you wanted to be to have your gear on point and and be prepared. So yeah, I think uh, ge- the right gear is super important. I think the the presentation is is going to make people remember you more than more than the the gifts of your spots. So you know, right on for for also for uh, JB for noticing uh, noticing the gear. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, up next is Zach. Hey, independent wrestling guy, Zach here. Uh, question for the week for you. Uh, who's got, who, uh, whose entrance music are you liking? Who's, who's got the best entrance music right now in the Indies? And what makes a good entrance song? All right. Y'all take care. Bye. Hmm. Hendrix, who do you like the best right now mm-hmm. in AIW? Whose entrance music do you like? Oh, I'm going to hate to say this, but probably the Bitcoin boys. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, who is the one who came out to Mr. Clean? He only, he was on the show for a little bit. Brayden, uh, uh, Brayden Lee, Brayden Lee. Yeah, I love that. I love that the uh, the young gravy, uh, Mister Clean, a lot. But I, I like Derek. I think and uh, and I think also Isaiah's got some sick music. And when Dom goes back to to uh, was it run the run the jewels or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I like that best out of instead of zombie. If if you if you ask me, my my favorite's uh, TME, dude. That their music gets me so goddamn hype every <laughs> single time they come out. That's a really good one. Yeah, that, yeah. that actually, I forgot about them. There actually is really, and they make it so much better because they come out so high. It's just right. Like, yes, it's dude. Like, I get like I'm so pumped anytime I hear it. So it's just like yeah, Tim actually has a good one too. Um, Members only has a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Derek's. Um, yeah, it's a couple. It's a lot of people with decent songs out there actually. Members only just changed theirs too. Uh, yeah. The, yeah which I was kind of bummed about because I really like the other the other one. I, I like that other song a lot. Yeah, I like the other one better too, I think. I think I am a fan of the other one better than the new one. I couldn't tell what the new one was actually. I don't remember it. Do you do you run it by John or or by your, your trainers or anything before you head out? Or do you just go, hey, I got to either, while you're working on it, do you go, this is what I have in mind. Go ahead and play it. Or do they listen to it prior? How does that work for you as far as the creative process? Um, for interest music, um, to my knowledge, that's all us. Um, if we want to change it, I don't think we have to run it by anybody. We just have to make sure nobody else uses it. Um, I think that's the only stipulation to my knowledge, which 
once more, it's kind of why I wanted to create my own thing. That way I didn't have to worry about that. It's like, look, I know nobody's using this song because it's my song. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Marcy, what about you? Uh, out of the ones not mentioned, I'm actually going to go with, because I saw him on Prestige, was Jaden used that song, um, the Sonic Adventure song, Live and Learn. And it's just like it has a special place in my heart. And if I'm going like all time indie bangers, though, um, Samoa Joe had a few good ones. Um, the Jake is the champ is here. Of course, CM Punk's AFI entrance is like always going to have a special place in my heart. Yeah. Um, speaking of like all time indie bangers, uh, so Sick Nick Mondo used to come out to Papa Roach. Hell yeah, and, he uh, did. that was that was the song for a hot minute that was his entrance was dope i loved i love signing mondo of course and then of course like nate webb coming out the teenage dirtbag oh dude never get oh, old yeah. my favorite thing in the world was getting to do uh at the Goldhorn brewery finally getting getting that whole entrance and getting to sing along with it and like have him come over by us and sing with us uh that was the best part to me was like that entrance like i was so excited to finally get to do that entrance uh be a part of it uh live that was the best you know thank you the other part of the of the question there as far as what make a good entrance song it should get you pumped for the match it should also fit the character of the guy who's coming out to it yeah yes yeah. yeah like like, 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 I like wouldn't be my first choice for an entrance song, but yeah, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road fit Effie perfectly. No one else can be able to get away with that song. Yeah. Yeah. Copacabana can get away with doing Copacabana. No one else can get away with doing fucking Copacabana at their entrance thing. Yeah. He doesn't do that anymore. I mean, he's had that boom, boom song for what, like 15 years at this point, it feels like. <laughs> and, and, and if it's and what his character have become now, it's perfect. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't know, man. Uh, Isaiah Bronner coming out to fund. I don't know. He's just such a cuddly teddy bear. I don't think that fits him at all. <laughs> don't tell him that. Don't make <laughs> you feel it. Yeah, I'll get a. Uh, I'll catch that clothesline in the next week. Uh, That's right. <laughs> all right. Uh, we have some first-time callers. They didn't leave a name or anything, uh, but they specifically really wanted to uh, ask Hendrick some questions. So uh, let's go with those. Hi, I had a few questions for tonight for Kendrick Coffee. So my first question is, what inspired him to get into wrestling? And to follow up on that, I want to know what keeps him going, since it is not necessarily like a quick overnight type of process. It does take time for you to become like a big name in the industry. So I want to know what is the motivation behind that. And then also... Uh, my next question is, is if he could be any superhero, who would he pick and why? And then my last question is, what is one thing he's done in his life that he wish he could change? Okay, that's it. That's it? Are we sure? Let's. <laughs> there, 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 there's a lot there. It's going to take a lot longer to answer the questions than did to ask them. So, uh, take okay. them in any order you want to take them. Um, so she first asked, um, what originally inspired me again into wrestling. Um, kind of already touched on that earlier, mm-hmm. but um basically just going back to that drawing board, figuring out what are my true passions, um, what can I do that can actually genuinely bring me happiness and hopefully grease my pockets somewhere down the road. Um, so that was really it, just trying to make a living out of something that I have a genuine passion for and genuinely enjoy. Um, what keeps me going because Lord knows this is not an overnight journey. Um, proving I belong, I think, is going to be the main thing that that um, keeps me going. Proving I belong and proving like all the doubters wrong. Um, my intro promo that I cut on Derek, um, I made sure that 
it would be super easy for me, for my character to be more realistic than me grabbing the character out of nothingness. Um, Hendrix and Kevin, which is my real name, is not too different. Um, so me saying, me proving all the coaches wrong, me proving my own body wrong, all that came from a real, um, genuine place. Um, I just want to prove to everybody that, um, definitely can, the University of Kentucky, you screwed up. Like, I'm perfectly fine. My body can hold up. Um, as y'all hinted to, I would, at this point, deem a wrestling match way more physical than a football game. Because first and foremost, um, football, you leave the field at some point, you don't, unless you're playing arm man football, um, so my body can hold up the test of time. My body can do what I needed to do. And then some, um, also my main driving force is just, um, family. As I mentioned, I do have two kids. I have a wife. Um, so just making sure they're taken care of. Um, since my youngest has been born, my wife is basically going to stay at home wife. Um, she does, she has had a few, um, stay at home jobs, but mainly it's just, I want to make sure they're okay. Um, and make sure that they don't have to worry about anything um, moving forward. So those would be my main driving forces to keep me going. Um, what was the other questions? Um, if I had to pick a superhero, who would it be and why? Yeah. Um, um, definitely Thor, because um, he's just cool. <laughs> um, I've always liked Thor. Um, um, yeah, Thor. I can't think of another, another superhero that I think I would want to be. Maybe the Hulk. Um, I see parts of myself in both of those characters um so probably one of those two but probably thor um um yeah so was there another question there the last question is what is one thing you've done in your life that you wished you could change oof there's a lot of things in my life i wish i could change <laughs> um um i would say one thing in my life i wish i could change was um if we're trying to get straight away from wrestling a little bit, cause I've already said, I wish I could have started this a little sooner. Um, um, I would say, um, probably high school. I was literally the prototypical, um, athlete. Didn't really care about school. I missed a lot of days of school. Um, didn't really, I still don't really believe in high school, honestly. Um, but at this point in life, I understand that it's a necessary part of life. And I was looking at high school, um, wrong my biggest gripe with high school has always been um i don't think it's fair to for me or anybody to be forced to go to school if i already know what i want to do it has nothing to do with what you're teaching me um um but now i understand that high school isn't more so what they're teaching you it's more so laying like that fundamental groundwork of being able to work hard being able to socialize with people and deal with people you don't like and all this other extra stuff um, so I probably would say high school as a whole, um, would be my redo just because I can't think of any real Uber regrets, um, that I can think of right now. So I think I just would approach high school differently if I can go back in time and do something. Okay. Nice. And here is another one. Hello, this is a message for Hendrix. Well, it's a question. Would you rather go through life unable to forget anything ever or go through life unable to remember anything. Thinking really hard about this. I like the question. Uh, you, you what, <laughs> Hendrix? Is this your? Is this? Are these your family? Because uh, they're be. really messing with you tonight. They're making um, you think. Um, the first one was definitely my wife. <laughs> um, the second one, I'm. This one, I'm pretty sure is uh, my sister-in-law. Actually, um. Um, would I rather be able to go, would I rather go through life not being able to remember anything or not being able to forget anything? 
Um, I will go with the not being able to forget anything. Um, just because um I've always looked at life as um even if I did bad or something or it was a technical loss, um, it was more it's always a lesson to learn from it. So I would hate to like just be taking these L's and not remember what the lesson was. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I think I think I will go not forgetting anything. <laughs> Good stuff. I, I agree. I, I can't remember what I ate for breakfast yesterday, so <laughs> I would really like to remember things, to be honest. And last, but certainly not least, Sam from Burlington. Oh, Great. God. Great. Hey, it's me, Sam from Burlington. Hey, fun show last week. You guys really flushed the format. An interview show? That sure was interesting. I like Dom Graney. Maybe you can interview Dom. Do you think Dom is listening? I mean, it was a nice change. At least we knew someone other than Jay Gold or Jay Hawk would get to speak for a while. Right, Marcy? <laughs> Remember, I like you best. <laughs> that show was sort of like 60 Minutes. I like 60 Minutes. It had Andy Rooney. I sort of feel like it all went downhill when he died. Hey, Charlie, are you thinking when I'm thinking? Right. Maybe if Jay Gold died, it would have an opposite effect on this show. Boy, you guys are already sort of going downhill. <laughs> I saw a wrestler. I can't remember who. Maybe it was Joey Janela. This week he tweeted, Stop asking me to be on your podcast. I thought, he can still be interviewed on IW Guide. That's more a shit show than a podcast. <laughs> Oops. Have to put a, a dollar in the swear jar, right, Jayhawk? That's Sam Holloway. He was a character. His nickname is Hardway. Wait, put your... Oh, I'm not even going to make the joke. It speaks for itself. <laughs> well, going to go. Bye. <laughs> oh, um, Jesus. Um, that's great. Okay, well, uh, Dom Greedy has actually been on the show before. We're not going to interview for Matt, but he, he'd been on the show before. He'd oh, him on I, occasion. I, I interviewed him uh, on the show. I interviewed yeah. him. And he was also on for a review as review. well. He came on and reviewed yeah. Time Bomb with us. Yeah, explain it to Sam from Burlington so he stops wishing death upon me. <laughs> he really has it out for you, huh? He sure does, doesn't he? And he seems to like Marcy the best. Yeah. He just God. wants me to watch my mouth. He wants you actually dead. That's yeah, yeah. I've heard it a bunch of times. It he he to wants you to die and to put your penis away, Josh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's the 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 through line for the three calls he has made <laughs> is that he wants you dead because things would be better, and he oh. thinks you should keep your penis put away. Well, so. well me and Sam from Burlington are going to have to have a conversation then uh, uh, one of these days, I assume. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, yeah. Andrew Calkin, thank you for joining us here today. Before we let you go, go ahead and plug upcoming show, your social media handle, anything else you want to get out there. Um, upcoming show, obviously, obviously, as y'all know, is Wasted Youth. Um, me and Vice will be taking on PME. Um, I don't like how they've been doing J Pro. I don't, I don't appreciate it. So, um, I have all intent of not really caring if I win or lose the match, but just going to punch Billy Square in his face. Oh so, my! <laughs> um, that's that's how we're going to handle that one. Um, past that, um, I am Hendrix underscore Hawkins on all my social media platforms. Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Snapchat. I am on um, TikTok. I am on Facebook. I am literally anywhere you can think to find me. Um, 
I plan on buying my printer press very soon. Um, I was just talking about trying to find face, space for it in my house with my wife. So merch is also on the way. Um, I plan on having my own personal website for my merch. Um, look out for me and Vic Vice merch as well. And look me and Vic Vice. Um, we're cool. We do cool moves. Um, we put on great shows. We're great people. Um, yeah, book me and Vic Vice. So that's what I got for today. And thank you guys for bringing me on. I really appreciate it. Dude, that was great. We appreciate it too. Thank you so much. And we will be uh, watching carefully on Saturday and anywhere you go, just shoot us a, uh, a tweet and we'll, uh, we'll get the word out and we look forward to seeing you on, on a lot more shows. So, and good luck with your, uh, with your doctor's appointment. I'm sure everything will be great. We'll see you in the ring a whole bunch more. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Yeah. Hey. See you guys soon. That's a good guy, Hendrick Hawkins. I'm, I'm, I look forward to, uh, to his, his ascension. I'm glad we're getting all these guys on the way up. Yeah. Because as Opie and Anthony used to say, none of them are coming to us on the way. Once they're up there, we are nothing. So we'll take them on the way up. <laughs> yes, sir. We can say hey, we talked to them first. That's right. We were first when. All right, let's go ahead and get the and get things wrapped up here. Marky, what do you got going on? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at eGirlFenboy, boy spelled B-O-I. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash eGirlFenboy. So listen to my other podcast, X Over. We have a new episode that's being worked on as of this recording. So it should be out by the time this episode drops. Doing a review of Turbo, a Power Rangers movie with <clears throat> Ed, formerly of Pod Van Dam. Still don't know how to intro him now. Uh, and also follow our uh, X Over's Twitter and Instagram, X underscore over pod. You can find me on Twitter at RefJayhawk, Instagram at Jayhawk1539. Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash RefJayhawk. Hive at RefJayhawk. Uh, this coming Saturday, and I, I will not be at AIW. I'm actually booked for Real Action Pro Wrestling, their cold front event at the Ohio Urban Renaissance Center in Youngstown, Ohio. Vinny Maverick defending the RAPW Championship against Bray McKenzie in the main event there. I believe there's eight matches signed for that one. So if you're in the Youngstown area and can't make the trip to Kent, come out and see me. Sounds like eight too many. <laughs> and you know what? I'm getting paid. What a, it's, it is what it is. Right. Get that paper for the Hall of Famer. The Hall of Fame pay. That's right. You make sure they're paying you extra now. Uh, I might, might, might rate doubled as soon as I got that plaque. I'm not. Yeah, he gets a hot dog, a bag of chips, and two drinks now. Ooh. They're to, I hear they're allowed to be alcoholics, too. Ooh. I'm actually getting cash, believe it or not. So. <laughs> Monopoly money counts, sure. Yeah, I, I, I don't work. I don't work for. Free. I don't work for free anymore. Why? Why I haven't gone out of state recently? I, people trying to get me to go out of state for for nothing. Like, uh, no, you need to at least pay my dad. It's like, North Dakota, yeah, right? You don't get a Hall of Famer for free. You got to pay. My God. Oh, that yeah, that, that that North Dakota that North Dakota offer is ridiculous. But anyway, that was the best. Home office. What do you got? Uh, check out if you catch my grift. We did a update episode. It came out uh, on Monday. Uh, it's real fun. Uh, you know, you got a uh, good old Austin and Dalton talking about all kinds of different stuff, including Andrew Tate uh, and uh, how NFTs were a big scam. And we called it way back when uh, that's, that's about it. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Charlie underscore butters. Um, guarantee everybody already follows me on there. Cause I'm awesome. Um, even Hendricks Hawkins follows me and, uh, I do follow back usually. So, okay. And you can, uh, you can find me on Twitter at jiggled 12. Uh, I want to say thanks again to our guest Hendrick Hawkins. Nice guy. Really nice guy. That's, I feel like this is going to be the theme running through our, our interview series, um, all of these AIW students are solid people, interesting stories. And I think they're going to be, uh, they're going to go places. Um, <coughs> excuse me. 
Oh, so please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to us and the Twitter handle IWGuide One. Don't put if you forget the one, you're not going to get us. So put in the one. Don't forget about the merch store over at BrainBusterTees.com. Wear our faces on your bodies. Our podcast friends, these super fantastic podcasts, which has come back. Um, there's a new episode um, that came out the other day. I suggest uh, um, everybody listen to it. I think it's Jason X. They were no, it's Jason goes to hell. That. Jason, oh, goes, Jason to goes to hell. Yeah, okay. so I'm gonna actually okay, so watch that when we get off here because uh, I need yeah. to re- I need to remember it. Yeah, so listen to that. Uh, if you catch my grip with our own home office, uh, the A Show at odds with wrestling, our very own Marcy's X over the card is going to change and wrestling cheers. Um, check out our other friends. Hold JCP on. One Designs. Second. Also yep. check out the Sting Sheet. I listened to their episode today, and it's gonna definitely get a uh, listen for me every week. So we're gonna put that on the list Sweet. from now on. On the uh, list. This week it had Ed and uh, our, our good friend Joe Sposto, and it was a laugh riot good time. I laughed so hard uh, all through it. So check out the stink sheet. Awesome. Uh, check out JCP Designs, the official graphic designer of the Indie Wrestling Guide. I just got a T-shirt from him. It's a uh, Waffle House, uh, uh, some sort of Waffle House Street Fighter Tekken hybrid thing, and it's awesome. Everybody check it out. It's um, King PW- of Fighters. King of Fighters. I'm sorry I knew it. Marcy, thank you. Uh, do please pwponderings.com time capsule toys toy hio there's some drama going on that's a, a lot of fun to follow on twitter probably not so much fun if you're a part of it big starks brand set tab photo and smoking jay's barbecue the best barbecue in ohio um that's all for me i hope everybody enjoyed the interview this week i know i did i look forward to more from uh, the aiw students and uh, the late great Bobby the bring in one head during a mexican mini tag team match it looked like a ride at a daycare center <laughs> enjoy some enjoy some independent wrestling everybody deuces later see ya